What's going on, you guys? It's your boy Bleed, and it's your boy Al Mack, and we're coming back with the results, the recap, UFC Vegas 24, but also the clown show, the freak fight, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. I mean, I guess I just called it a fight. It was kind of a fight. Uh, you let me throw it to my man Al Mack. Al, how you doing tonight, dude? What 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 did we just watch? Oh, I don't, I don't know, man. I just took for the as long as we've done this show since like October, like you know, besides a couple of Saturdays, you know, every single Saturday, I've, I've, you know, I've at least taken the time to, you know, prepare for the show, you know, with the trends and check the results and putting up the web page and all that. Tonight was one of those things where there was just so much going on. I couldn't. I was glued to this train wreck, you know, and it was just. It was it was like an occasion where it was, I it was it was such a weird night with you know a, a pretty decent UFC card going on in the background basically, and uh, yeah let's let's talk about before we get into the UFC, let's talk about uh, this uh, Triller Fight Club, I guess two, uh, from Atlanta Georgia, um, it, it was just I'll say this from the very start like. The set, the set was just off compared to how cool the set looked in the the first event with the the Tyson Jones fight. Um, you know, the set was just, it looked like they were they were boxing in a construction site or something, and they were boxing like I've I've worked like uh, you know production and stuff like that. It looked like they were behind the curtain of a concert, <laughs> like that's where the boxing fight was happening. You know what I mean, like. The arena was out there, and they were yeah. just in the back. And uh, whatever it was, it was just—it was enough to keep me. You know, the slap fight. What Dude, was that? Hey, oh God, <laughs> Al. Listen, we've talked about this before. You know, I am a fan of some good slap fighting. I mean, I'm not kidding you guys. This is not a joke. I literally one day will be the Dana White of slap fighting okay i will have my own organization it will be the preeminent slap fighting organization on the planet mark my words it's coming bleeds slap fighting league uh, maybe i'll come up with some uh, either way dude it's going down that shit was sick I, I can't i can't remember his name off the top of my head but that hawaiian dude for for my money is the best slap fighter in North America right now. I'm very familiar with him. This dude's been slapping people up and down, uh, knocking big fat dudes out because, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, Al, there's one thing that I've noticed. You know, if you're going to be a, a, a top level slap fighter, you got to come into the game very obese. You know what I mean? <laughs> you need a lot of mass. You got to really have some centrifugal force to bring that mass through, to find that KO shot. Because that's really what you're lining up. I mean, I, I, you know, when you think slap, I think a lot of people think, you know, more like palm to fingers, you know, a good smacking slap to the face. But, I mean, in reality, if you're going to knock a dude out slapping them, uh, it's, it's about that heel, the palm, the yeah. palm heel of the hand, clipping the chin. And I got to tell you another thing that you'll notice, got to rock a beard, my man. You need the beard to absorb, to deflect. Right, because uh, if you don't, don't be showing up clean shaven. You cannot be taking those slaps. I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent here. I just love the slap fighting. Looks like I'm a little too late. Trillers beat me to it. Maybe we join up somewhere down the road. Combine organizations. <laughs> I am open to any uh, negotiations currently. So uh, yeah, Al, what did you think of that? What do you think of the slap fight? You know, I I just loved how just the way that it was shot. It was just a thing of beauty, like how they walked into the cage and they were just like, oh, now now there's going to be a slap fight. And he like crawled onto it like where a forklift was. And that's like the booth that he called the fight from. It was literally it was art like it was absolute nonsense. But it was it was it was art like that. That alone was almost worth the price of admission. I mean, you know, have, we, have we totally overlooked the fact that that this thing was like officiated by Rick Flair? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, 
Imagine something so spectacular that you can forget about the whole Ric Flair running the show. You know what I mean? Like, what? Uh, yeah, man, that's a home run. That was a grand slam. I got to really take my hat off. I don't know if I could have done better, you know? Um, maybe maybe no Pete Davidson, but other than that, man, that was some that was some good stuff, you know? Uh, sorry, I kind of interrupted you there, Al. No, no worries, man. And, like, and Flair was – I don't know if that's how he just is, but he was he was either on something or he was drunk or – because he was off his rocker, he was interrupting Pete Davidson. He was, it was just, he was, he was, you know, he was completely he was a loose cannon. You know, it was just that, and that was the theme of the night. Because the next thing we were going to talk about is Oscar De La Hoya. Which oh, was, was I'm glad you brought this up. I don't even know. Like, has anybody been more drunk, or more intoxicated, more inebriated, more on something? You know, ever in a sporting yeah. uh, commentary booth? Has that ever happened? Has somebody ever been that annihilated? <laughs> I don't I think don't, so. I don't know, man. It was definitely, you know, I think we're talking about a specific blend here. You know, I think, yeah. I don't think this is one area. I think alcohol was absolutely involved. I think, you know, maybe uh, some cocaine, uh, if not, maybe some crystal meth i don't know but cocaine, yeah cocaine. i think also marijuana because he was yeah like, yeah really you silly. know okay, just to take the edge off right yeah, yeah. i think you're right Al. <laughs> yeah the dude was on something though it was totally hilarious i tweeted out right away i almost yeah. needed to retweet like 10 10 minutes later like still this like yeah <laughs> yeah the whole like, fight yeah I mean, this dude is I, like I think Frank some Mir hilarious stuff right now uh, I, yeah, I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm a fan, you know, fucked up Oscar De La Hoya. I, I want I want this to be a reoccurring character. I feel like I need 10 minutes of that, uh, every, you know, between every fight if we're going to have a production like that, you know what I mean? So yeah, man. Um, what, what else is there to say? I guess we should get to get to the actual fight, huh? Uh, yeah. let, let me get yeah. your take on it. Al. What, what did you think here? Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. For the for the sixty seconds we saw, uh, you know, like just the same thing I said yesterday, where I thought I don't want to be on either side of this. I just want to be on the under, and the under came in, and it was the the exact type of uh, not the exact type of scenario because if that was the type of scenario, I obviously would have bet on Paul inside the distance. But this is the way that I envisioned the kind of. I knew that there was gonna either gonna like end in a low blow, which was the fight before that, which is a whole other story. But the uh, I thought it was just gonna end in in some type of shenanigans, and it wasn't really shenanigans. It was a it was a clean knock like knock down, and then uh, he was kind of stumbly after the eight, the standing eight count, and the ref called the fight, which I thought you know people are paying. It was like forty dollars yeah. US. You know, come on, like yeah. let him go at least one more run. You let Nate Robinson technically go a little bit further than you're letting oh, that yeah. ask. Oh, you know I mean? And it's in sure. Georgia. Like yeah. this is in the type of like this is in the the wild west as far as boxing regulations go. So I thought That's for sure point. we were gonna see some you know, I I I was so surprised that they stopped it, but it is what it is, man. And you know, I, I Ben was kind of out of it. So he didn't oh, really, yeah. he didn't really protest it, you know? So yeah. like there wasn't really that much of a, a protest, but you know, um, Jake Paul comes in with that, that same combination that he, he threw against Nate Robinson, where he just, you know, faints the, uh, faints the jab and then comes in with that huge overhand. And he did it like three times. He tested the the finish like three times on Askren and then he just hit it, hit him flush yeah. and that, that's going to be, uh, I don't know. That's going to be, how does Ben Askren come back from that? Uh, you but. don't. That's a wrap, man. I mean, he looked so, so unappealing, you know, like so unmarketable in a lot of ways. Like, you know, and don't get me wrong, right? In hindsight's twenty twenty, But I do got to say, like, this was incredible uh, cherry picking by the Jake Paul camp to build this kid up and probably Triller Fight Club in general. Like, you know, so they get to essentially market this kid now as, you know, 
took out a UFC fighter, an MMA champion, a guy that went 19 and 0 at one point in MMA, uh, which is all true, you know. But I mean, it's not like it's not like it's Conor McGregor where this dude's out here knocking fools out, right? I mean, it's a guy who went out there and dove on the legs of every person he fought and laid on him for five rounds, right? So I mean. Yeah, this guy never had hands. It turns out he still doesn't. You know, I think he fooled a lot of people hitting those pads the other day. And, uh, you know, people, a, a lot of people bet on Ben Askren in this spot. You know, just, uh, you know, even Dana White, you know, talking about how he's going to put all this money. I think a lot of people, you know, fell for this narrative that because Ben Askren is the guy with the legitimate, uh, deep, you know, tons of ring time you know, in actual combat sports compared to Jake Paul, you know, and Ben Askren's fought legit fighters, dangerous guys, you know, a lot of guys that could and should and a couple did, or well, one did, Jorge Masvidal, you know, knocked him out. So it's, it's, it is interesting, man. Um, You know, I think people thought that if Ben Askren had a shot to win this fight, he was going to have to take Jake Paul into deep waters. He was going to need to you know, survive the heavy barrage early on and take this fight deep, see if Jake Paul had the gas tank to maintain power to, to still be dangerous. And maybe at some point, Ben Askren just starts to outpoint, outpace, and eventually just, you know, uh, overwhelm him in volume. Because we know Ben Askren doesn't have knockout power in his hands at all. Um, but yeah, man, in retrospect, you know, I mean, even if you look at how the odds makers had things set up, I think it was probably the most obvious scenario was, Jake Paul coming in here and finding the early knockout. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Al. I would have liked to seen it go a little bit longer because we were about to see Ben Askren take an even more spectacular, uh, probably just outright consciousness, you know, losing, soul ascending, gates of Gibraltar welcoming KO. Uh, but uh, we didn't get it. You know, the ref, the ref gave him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, the ref even like kind of let the fight start like looked at him a couple more seconds and was like, yeah. nah, he's, we're done here. This yeah. guy's, this guy's out of here. Um, too bad. You know, that would have been fun, but uh, yeah, man, Jake Paul comes in here, blows out Ben Askren who, yeah. What is there to say? I don't think there's anything to say here, man. He was just severely outclassed. Couldn't survive the early barrage. Uh, I, w- I will say this, man. I see people trying to say um, maybe this was rigged. Maybe Ben Askren took a dive. That wasn't no dive. Okay. Jake Paul smashed this dude, huge overhand right, 60 seconds into the fight, at absolute peak freshness, peak power. I mean, there's not a better time in the fight, Jake Paul. It was the first really powered up hard shot he threw in the fight, and he just catches him clean across the jaw. It, it, it's, it's, it was a real fight. So, um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to throw in here? Where, where do we go next? for? I mean, here, here's the question, right? What's next for Jake Paul? And here's what's so absolutely absurd, Al. The the spectrum of who's next is there's no limitations, dude. Like, uh, where do we go from here? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, we say it so many times on this show. It's like almost like we're making fun of ourselves when we say it. But the sky is the limit here with and and it's and it's a fraud and it's like uh you know it's a bit of a it's a sham and it's boxing that's what it is it's good old boxing so uh they could build this guy up to be like 19 20 and 0 and have never actually fought in a, or an actual boxer you know what i mean i uh, mean that isn't that the american dream teddy teddy atlas who's a, a great boxing trainer. He was Mike Tyson's uh, classic trainer back in the day. He has a saying when he looks at somebody's record, he'll say, you know, that guy beat a lot of guy, a lot of different types of guys that had a lot of different things on their resumes, but at no point did anything on the resume say professional boxer because, wow. you know, you got, and that's, that's just the way that it is in the, is this business. This guy's just, when you say that, when we think that, like, you know, people have a padded record in MMA, let me tell you about in boxing. Oh, because, boy. You know, no kidding, man. But that's he, – he can really get the – you know, we can see he can go and find another Ben Askren. I'm sure if we if we brainstormed right now, we could probably think of somebody else, you know. 
that you know the the what is it the Dylan Dennis right? Okay, okay, there you go. That's that's the obvious answer, right? I think I think that's what they were actually going trying to get for this fight. Um, yeah, I think, I think he's way more game than Ben Askren, especially being you know in that uh, what is it the SGS like Connor's uh, training camp. Uh, you know, those, S- those guys, G Ireland. S- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's some, it's some high level striking. It's not what, yeah. what Ben Askren was well, doing on Thursday. Afternoon. I mean, Dylan Dennis also is another guy that, you know, there's a reason why they're cherry picking these guys and, you know, Dylan Dennis, uh, a very accomplished jujitsu artist, you know, another right. yeah, guy yeah, yeah. that's been brought up essentially only working submissions that only in the last couple years has begun to even work on striking, you know, as he's become a professional mixed martial artist. Isn't he only like two and oh? That's what I'm know? getting at, Al. Yeah. I mean, we're talking also about another guy, you know, who, who doesn't even have the MMA experience of a Ben Askren. Right. Hasn't even been in there with dangerous guys like Ben. You know, Ben Askren beat a lot of really dangerous guys in his careers, high-level strikers. You know, yeah. but the, the reason he beat them is because he never stood with them, right? Um, the 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 Dylan Dennis spot is because it's a guy who who has limited striking, and they think Jake Paul's going to have an edge. I mean, Al, the one thing that I was sure of coming into this matchup, which dude, I wasn't sure about a whole lot because this was such uh, an interesting matchup, right? Coming into it, um, but here's what I know, man: Triller, this company, this promotion. Jake Paul is their meal ticket, okay? This guy is, you know, the face of this organization now, and they're going to continue to absolutely cherry-pick, hand-select every person that they let him get in there with because what they're looking to get is a Mike Tyson scenario, I think, at this point. They're going to try to continue to rack up these early, quick wins. You know, can Jake Paul do it again? That's going to be the new marketing, right? And if it's not... Triller hit me up. I got the game plan. Uh, you know, 20%, no problem. We'll get this popping off. I know exactly how to market this kid. Uh, what do you think, Al? You think that's what, what that's probably going to be the deal, right? They're going to try to just start lining up bodies for yeah. Jake Paul to get in there. Names that are known, you know, have, a, have at least some credibility, you know, uh, people that we at least can consider fighters or, or former fighters. And uh, so I, I get, I, you know, I don't, I don't see him getting in there and knocking out Pee Wee Herman. You know what I'm saying? I think we're actually going to get him some true, what we, what we would consider fighters or former professional fighters. Um, well, what do you think, Al? Well, this is the thing. And this is like some, you know, this is, you know, you're just absolutely turning boxing into a, a disgrace, which is, like I said earlier, <laughs> That's what boxing is. Boxing but, has uh, done a really good job of doing that on their own, too. Yeah, for the last 145 years. But uh, a couple things, because we, we've talked about this way longer than we are than we should have already. But, um, um, yeah, exactly. And uh, just like what you said, that um, he they um, they're, they're just going to – they're just going to find big names. And this is the thing, is that he's – he's going to find a way to continue to fight MMA fighters that are moving to boxing because that's a handicap, right? Because he is the boxer and they are transitioning from MMA. He will not fight an actual boxer because he'll get beat. He oh, will yeah. fight. No, no, no. I mean, we're, we're not talking about Canelo Alvarez no. next. Like, no. you know, not, 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 a, not a chance. Right. Um, yeah. And like, he'll fight. I already thought of it. He should fight. Tyron Woodley. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Dude. Oh, man, Al. That's – I tell you what, Al, that's actually pretty good, dude. He was in uh, um, He was in his corner tonight. Woodley yeah. was in Askren's corner tonight. Uh, you that's... know what? Tyron Woodley blew it tonight. Tyron Woodley should have pulled the dickhead move and, like, during the, the celebration, you know, like, made a scene. Jake Paul, I want you next. Yeah. I'll beat your ass. And then the song plays like it's WWE. <laughs> Falling in and out of love. Yeah, that, that's what that's what starts playing. Uh, 
No, that dude, that's that's not that's not bad. Uh, man, it makes me wonder though. Like uh, you know, Tyron Woodley at least fought. Tyron Woodley almost knocked out Vicente Luque. Yeah, if he like, if, if Woodley threw and landed one of those punches that uh -huh. he hit Luque with, there would be no yeah. more Jake Paul. That would be yeah, the end. dude. That would that, be the that, end. You know what? I, I, I'll actually, that's too much, bro. I don't. Yeah, I don't think is. Jake Paul wants. I don't think. I listen. I, I, I've been on. I've been telling everybody for a long time that Tyron Woodley is donezo. That it, Jake Paul does not want that Tyron Woodley smoke yet. I can tell you that. Let let Tyron get a little bit older, a little bit slower, and maybe we'll talk about it in a, in a couple years or something. Uh, what do you think, Al? Should we move on to this uh, UFC 24 recap? Just one more, one more quick thing about this because you know this is the new thing, and if you if if you saw it, uh, the next thriller is headlined by freaking Teofimo Lopez, who is the He's the lineal lightweight champion of in boxing. Like yeah. he is a legitimate star in boxing. So they're wow. no longer just doing celebrity boxing. Yeah. He's fighting a he's fighting a title fight. Yeah, dude, Tio Lopez fully legitimizes everything. He I mean, beat, that's, that's he's the guy who beat Lomachenko yeah. to take his belt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I mean, this is this is real incredible. deal. Wow. Damn. They got some money then. If they're yeah. playing TOF, who does he fight? Uh, he fights. They had him on the broadcast. Uh, George Kambosis, who's uh, Australian. Wow. Probably okay. Bosch's name, but they were. Yeah. Uh, it's in. It's in Miami. It's at the the, the Dolphin Stadium. Yeah. So, uh, June fifth. So that's. Yeah. yeah. No, that ought, that ought to be pretty good. And I think that that's the uh, card Jake that's going to have. Chat. Shout out to Jake C in the chat. Is it going to be another four hour concert? Definitely. Yes. Yes. Tell me you weren't loving Al. I know. Listen, guys. There's there's one thing I I know for sure. Al Mack gets down to Justin Bieber. Uh, Al, tell me what you think of the performance. I know you saw it. Uh, I it was all right, you know. It wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Right. Uh, I didn't yeah, hate it. I, I don't know. I, that, listen, I'm just getting that, that. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of concert performance stuff. I don't know, but uh, hey, let it's let like, Triller do their thing. I'm it's sure like, it's all good for the algorithm, right? It's like going to. It's like it's like taking drugs, going to a strip club. That's also a fight. That's also a festival. That's also a fight again. That's also a strip club. That's also a festival, <laughs> and that's your night for about three and a half hours. Yeah, and the fighting is just gonna. You know what they need to do? And I thought about this as well. Why don't they have Triller MMA? You know, damn. Get Phil yeah. Davis in there. <laughs> I'm not yeah. Phil Davis. Uh, Paul Daly. Get Paul yeah. Daly Al, in there. Al, now, now you deserve ten percent. You know what though? <laughs> I, here's why, Al. Uh, you know that's just such a. That it, it, it that honestly, it'd be a nightmare for them for somebody to go in there and just lay and pray on somebody, you know. Like on the celebrity level, it needs to be people standing and banging, you know. It's it. They need KOs. They need they need forced fighting, you know. The yeah. the ultra casual public doesn't understand takedowns, wrestling, leg kicks. Uh, they want to see two people go in there and punch each other in the face, you know. Yeah, that's true. And but we can still have these ridiculous. You know these ridiculous circus fights and mix it in with high level boxing because that's yeah. what's gonna that's what's gonna make boxing popular and you know that's you're I, I, yeah Al dude you're probably right man at this point you know um you know maybe Triller is the future of boxing you know it's more of a social media uh, entertainment event yeah right? it's like as wrestling opposed to, as opposed to I'm watching a sporting event right yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Bam! I think we just nailed it right there. You know what? That's a wrap. We got it figured <laughs> out. Triller, twenty percent done deal. All right, moving on to you. Let's 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 figure this out for Dana White now. Moving on to UFC, <laughs> UFC Vegas twenty four. All right, moving on to you. Let's 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 figure this out for Dana White now. Moving on to UFC, <laughs> UFC Vegas twenty four. Yeah, so uh, to kick off the main card, man. Oh, dude, I'm so pissed off. I mean, first off, let's just get into this real quick. I know we usually only go over the main card, but tonight the judging stole 
the show. And you know what? I mean, I would say that, but you know what? I'm not going to do my man, Robert Whitaker. I'm not going to do my man, Bobby Nux like that. The refing was atrocious, right? Uh, excuse me. The judging was atrocious. The refing was so-so. Um, so first off, let's just look back here. So we had one, two, three, four. Okay. We had four, four split decisions in a row, Al. Yeah. Are and you some of them were just ridiculous. Okay. First off, let's start it off. Jessica Penny versus Lupita Godinez. Okay. You got to be kidding me, dude. Lupita Godinez won that fight. And in my eyes, it wasn't close. Okay. Jessica Penny had landed virtually nothing that mattered on the feet. Just any stand-up uninvolved. Okay. Here's what she did have. Back control. You know, was essentially backpack uh, Lupita for a while. Attempted some submissions. By the way, none of them were ever locked in. None of them were ever close. None of them ever really threatened to finish the fight. Meanwhile, Lupita Godinez, huge, dominant. I mean, rocking shots, punches, right? Some of the craziest slams we've ever seen in UFC history. I'm, uh, Al, she straight up power bombs. Just <laughs> I mean, the power bomb it's it's unreal i mean the last ride it's it, yeah <laughs> you're right you know you're exactly right it is a little bit different that's that's what exactly what it is al I, dude I, I was absolutely baffled listen i was stunned when they when it was a split decision okay oh yeah i was baffled when it actually was jessica penny who won i mean i have mma decisions pulled up here right and <laughs> I'm honestly blown away that any media members actually scored it for Penny because six of them did. Six of them scored it for Penny, but 11 scored it for Godinez. Yet somehow two out of three judges, I just – I don't see it, dude. To me, it was not close. Um, Al, what did you think of that fight? I know I know we, we usually don't get that get, – get into the prelims like that, but this one was ridiculous to me. Well, I'll do, I'll do you one further. The next fight. The next ah. fight that ended with the the groin strike, the accidental groin strike, which is just classic MMA, classic, uh, you know, just right up the UFC and MMA's alley. I, I, what are we going to do about these groin strikes? What are we <laughs> going to do about these eye pokes? It's killing. It's 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 just what are what are we doing? Like, it, I feel like. <laughs> It, I feel like it's like baseball before they figured out like, hey, you know what? The batters should wear helmets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I don't know if we're just like still too early in the sport. Um, I don't know if we need to work on the cup technology and just make it so maybe the dudes need to go in there wearing the amateur boxing, the padded diapers. You know what I'm talking about, Al? Like the weird, yeah, the of course, weird big like hip. Uh, I don't know though. That'd really throw wrestling and jujitsu like uh, some weird twists. Kicks would be tough. Uh, I don't know, dude. And then eye pokes. I don't know what to think, but yeah, dude. Like so, Alexander Romanov wins this fight, right? Uh, here's the deal. I'm gonna cut the judges a break on this one, in my opinion, and here's why. I don't know personally how I even scored that fight, okay? I felt like one of the rounds was clearly Romanov. Not even clearly. Both rounds were close. I felt like one round was Romanov, one round was Espino, and then basically that one minute of a third round, which was scored as a, as a whole round. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you score that round because but the only thing that happened in that round of significance is the bad groin shot. Uh, it felt like Espino was winning the round up to that point. But then you say to yourself, like, in a round where not a lot happens, essentially nothing to score, do you, like, n make a guy go negative because he hit, hit a guy with an illegal shot, even though it's unintentional? Well, like, you can't do that. That's, I, 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 think, and I think you're exactly right, which really that scenario seems to be the only scenario where Romanov wins this fight. But unless, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what unless, happened. Unless, I guess two judges gave the first two rounds to Romanov and then gave Espino the third. I don't know, dude. You know what? I'm going to look at the scorecards right now while I have it brought up. Let me it take was, a look because I can I, see exactly what I this judge scored. So It was 29-28, 28-29, yeah, That's exactly what happened. And then that's 29, exactly what 28. Happened. Yeah. Dave Hagen scores the first two for Romanov. 
Chris Lee, who scored the fight for Espino, uh, gave Espino the first and the third. And then Tony Weeks scores it the first two rounds for Romanov. I don't know so, how how anybody could score the third round. You know, the third round for the for uh, Romanov. You yeah, know, that because that's that even even with the groin strike, you're not you know you can't make up rules as you're judging. You can't you know implement your own way of fixing things. You know, just because he it was a uh, accidental groin strike. Like, yeah, that was, that was baffling to me. The, oh, the, yeah. the way that you feel about Penny, I thought for sure. And they even said in the broadcast, as they were throwing to the decision, they're like, Oh, it looks like, you know, as unfortunate as it is, it looks like Espinosa is going to win this fight. Yeah. Yeah. By, no, you're like, exactly right. Which, you know, uh, the commentators, I swear to God, they're, they're, they're the kiss. They're the kiss of death, dude. Sometimes, you know, how, how often do we hear a commentator be like, and, you know, it looks like whoever's going to get the nod. And the judges are like, you don't even know who the fuck we are, do you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just like, dude, have you done this before? Watch this shit. Okay, but uh, let's lead now into the, the, main of, the, the main card. Because even this Lewis Pena fight. Oh, dude. It, Alex Munoz, I don't think that he – it was a close fight. But I think that for that to be a split decision, I don't think that was a split decision. What do you think? Uh, I think I'm mad as hell, dude, because check this out. I had a bet on Romanov, and I cashed that, and I was like, damn, that's pretty lucky. I could have seen them totally giving that to Espinoza. I mean, one judge did, right? Um, Dude, I watched Munoz pretty clearly win the first two rounds, okay? Now, Luis Pena, the third round was very close, but I think Luis Pena probably won the third, okay? And I got no problem with that, but Munoz won the first two rounds. I mean, literally had takedowns, landed the better strikes. Here's what's so goddamn dumb. Uh, Luis Pena is in there, like, clowning, like, acting like he's dominating this fight that I'm like, somebody should let this guy know that he probably lost the first two rounds of this fight. Like, this is not the time to, like, showboat and act like it, you're, you're this is some, like, dominant Anderson Silva performance or something. Like, it, dude – uh, incredibly disappointing. This is the one that honestly drives me the, 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 well, we saw a couple sketchy ones, but dude, this one was just absolutely nuts. Um, what'd you think of this, Al? Uh, I don't, I thought it, I, I saw it the other way, man. I guess that the, the way that they had it was, it was, they gave the first round to Munoz and then the, the dissenting judge, that's where they're, they're split. Right, the 29-28 on the second round. It came down to the second round. Sal Diamato and Rick Winter scored the second round for Pena. And Michael Bell, who scored the fight for Munoz, scored it for Munoz. But they all three agreed that Munoz won round one and that Pena won round three. It's that second it round it came down to. I mean, listen, it's another one of those fights where I thought it's pretty clear. Like, the media would probably be unanimous on Munoz. Five five media members did score it for Munoz, but also we have eleven who scored, or, or five media members scored it for Pena, and eleven scored it for Munoz. So you know, I mean, one out of every three media members scored it for Pena, um, but somehow two out of three judges. Did you have a? Uh, did you have I a don't bet? know, man. I mean, I, I'm willing to admit it was a close fight. I had a bet on Munoz. I thought Munoz yeah. was going to come in here, use a wrestle heavy game plan, which he did. I will say this, and he, and here's what here, here's the improvement that absolutely won Luis Pena this fight. His get up game. I talked about earlier this week that we've seen Pena be complacent, except being on his back, dude. He's over that now. He's realized the faults in his ways. That dude got taken down multiple times in this fight, but he immediately worked to get up and had very, very good technique. I mean, Munoz is a high-level wrestler. Pena just got up every time. So I got to give Pena that. That's absolutely what won him this fight. Uh, a, a close fight, but, man, I thought Munoz won. I had an underdog bet on him, good plus money. I thought I was going to cash it. I thought I should have cashed it. Media members agree with me, but, um, you know, that's that's this game. And tonight, that's why we're talking about this fight, right? Uh, split decision, four in a row, and we still got another one to talk about. What do you think, Al? Do you got anything to add to this, or do we talk about the next split decision? Yeah, let's talk about uh, this next. You the, kick it off. Yeah, this is another one, uh, just to start off. I don't understand why this fight – well, I actually do understand, but 
I don't I don't get why they put move this fight up when like everybody was clearly wanted to see Alexander Romanov and uh Juan es uh, Espin um Espino because that was you know that was uh that was the one you could just tell that everybody had circled was going to be a banger and they moved that up to the you know the prelim main main card like main event and then they put the Tracy Cortez fight on the main card after uh Jeremy Stevens and uh Drakkar Close and we'll get into that at some point before we're done here but yeah uh the reason is is because they just try to market um Tracy Cortez she's just one of those they just got her eye on her they just want to have t like uh cameras on her they just they just like that they just like her very and, marketable yeah exactly and um this was one where I didn't think it was, should have been a split decision either. And I had I had Kish on the money line. Sure. But I was just like, there's no way that Kish won this fight. And when they said a split decision, I was just like, what? You know, it, there's just – it's like some nights they just choose to interpret the the way that they do the, the – like the judging, the way that they do the, you know, the tiers of, of how they judge the – I'm trying to what's the word when they're you know when they're looking at it from the they always talk about it at the beginning the 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 main thing is the is striking right it's it, who's the doing criteria. the most damage, the criteria sorry yes exactly so they're the way that they interpret the criteria changes every single like from week to week and it used to be that 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 way like you would see it in like in Houston or in like Virginia, where they would just be like, they don't know, they're not interpreting the criteria properly. They don't know what it is. They're, you know, they're looking at this through the eyes of boxing, where you know, a classic example is like the Dominic Reyes fight, which was in Houston, and you know, you're the guy moving forward is isn't winning the rounds because they're just they're interpreting it that you know it's this defensive, this defensiveness, and you know the the strike here and there that seem they value that for some reason more. And, uh, this, this is just, you know, back in the day, like in pre pandemic, this was how, um, this is how it was. It was from state to state. There was just these weird decisions and weird in interpretations, but now it just keeps happening. Like sometimes like one, once every few weeks, you know what I mean? You just have yeah. these like, and tonight well, I mean, Alex, was as simple as this, dude. We had four fights in a row tonight where the people whose job it is to tell you who won could Disagree. not agree who won. Yeah. Like that's that's insane, dude. Like that's just it, it just goes to show that not only does criteria change geographically, it changes depending on what human being sitting in that seat watching that fight. And but, there just seems to be a disconnect which I can tell you, this is a real deal thing. I've been to a lot of UFC events, okay? There is a difference between standing there, sitting there in person, and viewing a fight from one single viewpoint than there is seeing it on TV where everything's constantly moved with multiple angles, and we're seeing the fight very cleanly, clearly from yeah. an optimized angle, right? Those judges are not seeing that, okay? They're sitting there cage side looking through the fence, like looking up at the fighters, you know what I yeah. mean? And one thing we know, uh, just a, in human nature, man, that perspective is everything, right? right. And it's just apparently there's just it, that perception changes enough to change entire fight outcomes regularly because we see this week in, week out, and tonight, my God, it reared its ugly head, and we just had some horrendous – decisions in my opinion um i don't know what to think about this one al you know um i i had cortez like in a hail mary parlay i thought she probably won this fight but al man according to the media members this was the closest of all the uh the split decisions it's one two three four five six seven scored it cortez one scored it a draw and then uh five of them scored it for quiche so Pretty uh pretty close of, as far as like media members, but then again, 
who cares about media members too? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, they're people who are involved in the sport, right? They're people who should know what they're looking at, should know how to score a fight. And a lot of them do. And a lot of them, you know, I've, I've even interacted with like on Twitter, you know, they are people that know their stuff. Um, but I mean, that's just the problem in this sport, man. Uh, what do you do in a scenario where winners are decided based on opinion? Like that's just so not the way sports work, you know, like every other sport, it's about points. Um, and that's just not this game at all. So, uh, we, we should probably move on, right? That thank God is the end of the split decisions. Here's one that, listen, I don't care if you were blindfolded, you know, in a bunker and weren't even watching the fight. Uh, <laughs> this, this was a clear cut uh, decision. Jacob Malkoon as a huge underdog goes in here and absolutely dominates Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Oh my God, Al! Let me just start it off with this: the parlay of the week, right? A parlay that I have only lost one UFC event this entire 2021 year. The most incredible, bankable, profitable bet in combat sports history has lost. I trusted Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Oh my God, what have I done, Al? This dude comes in here and puts on the bum performance of his life. My man cannot defend a takedown. But I got to say this, this Al, the people that back Jacob Malkoon, props to you. Because you know what? This is a guy that I actually said in his UFC debut. I took a lot of flack for this. I picked Jacob Malkoon to beat Phil Hawes when he came into the UFC. I watched the tape on this guy in the Australian circuit, right? And I said, this guy's got good hands, good wrestling, and a heavy top game, okay? Uh, now he goes out there against Phil Haas and gets dusted in 10 seconds. It's just a non-event, right? People yeah. go, oh, this guy's a bum. He's nobody. And then you look at this matchup, right? Coming in here against uh, 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 Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, that's what this dude does. He dusts people in the first round. When you, this is, we just based too much off Malkoon's most recent performance that, Honestly, it could happen to anybody, you know. Anybody can eat a big punch and, and get taken out in this game. Malkoon comes in here, shows the best wrestling in the entire New Zealand, Australia area, and dominates Abdul Razak Ahsan, a huge favorite, blows my parlay of the week. Al, it's your time to shine, buddy. Let the people know about that Malkoon bet you had. Yeah, this is one of those ones where I was uh, – if it was any other fighter, any other fighter would have been on the other side. But um, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan is just one of those guys who is on my fade-to-death list. And this is – listen to this. Okay, so he's had eight fights now in the UFC. If you've bet $100 on his opponent to win by decision in all eight of those fights – hundred dollars you're up fifteen hundred and eight dollars tonight because he's lost three of those eight fights by decision and well, he's uh, lost his last three fights by decision correct no he got knocked out by uh what's his oh, name oh yeah and That's uh right. but yeah he he had um yeah he's had two the 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 decision prior to this one was the same exact scenario as this where he was he was a heavy favorite and the guy just wrestled him and I uh, I can't remember who it was but uh yes and he cashed he was like plus plus 375 yeah he underdog. That, but he cashed it like 10 to 1 on the decision oh yeah 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 for sure and that was one of those this is just like my the way that I would handicap this is the way that I approach this where if I was on Lizaz in that fight so now if I'm moving forward, I have to think of it as you're, you're kind of playing with house money because you cash at like a plus 375. So now you have, if you win or lose, your next bet, you know, you got 3.75 units to play with. So your next bet, win or lose, you're covered. So it's the type of thing where it's just like, just let it ride. Just let it ride. Just keep fading this guy because... I don't think we'll see him again. To oh, be Al, we ain't. I don't think we're getting a fade spot in the UFC. Again, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a guy weight misses over and over, uh, losing streak, terrible PR outside the octagon. 
You oh, know, yeah. I'm not even going to get into that. You know, he, he, he beat that. So let's not even go there, but let's keep it real. He hasn't been the same guy. You look at his career. Look at the, the outside the octagon stuff. This guy was a knockout machine, a guy getting ready to hit the prime algorithm in the UFC marketing machine going out there, a dusting dudes in the first 60 seconds. I mean, Nico price, some of these guys, he's knocked out. These are legit wins. These are high level dudes. You know what I mean? And now this guy's just a shell of his former self. And yeah, a guy that at this point, I mean, unless they get him in there against a dude with no takedown ability whatsoever, chinny as can be. Yeah, this dude is definitely in a in a fade position at this point because he just got so exposed. This dude's got Israel Adesanya level takedown defense. Uh, real pathetic stuff, man. Um, what do you think? Do you have anything to say say more about this fight before we move on? Uh, no, just wherever he goes, I'll follow him and I'll bet against him. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fan in Al, baby. <laughs> Al and Al Hassan, a, a match made in fade heaven. All right. Well, um, our new co-main event, because we lost Jeremy Stevens versus Dracar Close. Should we even go there, Al? Should we even go there? With my man Jeremy, should we even go there with Ariel Helwani not crediting your boy Bleed for breaking to the MMA world that Drakkar Close was injured by the shove he received from Jeremy Stevens? Yeah, let's go there real quick. Uh, yeah, so the fight just didn't happen, right? Um, Drakkar Close claims he kind of like whiplashed his neck, uh, pinch nerve situation. He's all screwed up. Uh, doctors call the fight off. We don't get the fight. Here's your new co-main event. We got Andre Arlovsky going up against Chase Sherman. Al, guess what? Guess what happened, dog? Uh, your boy Bleed was one of the only dudes. I, I was like on an island. People were leaving comments on my video, like uh, on, on my prediction video earlier this week. They're like, dude, you're the only guy taking Andre Arlovsky. And I was like, okay, good. Because when you have a guy like Chase Sherman, who's in that underdog spot, he's kind of like the underdog darling of the week in like the, the MMA community. That dude loses every week. You know what I mean? For real. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Arlovsky's going to come out here. He's going to win this fight. But you know what I said to myself? I don't really want to bet on a 42-year-old heavyweight going up against a young guy like Chase Sherman. You know, Chase Sherman could come in here looking better. But you know what? He looked a little softer at weigh-ins. I think he was still the Chase Sherman we know and love. It's just that my man, Andre Arlovsky, unanimous decision win. This dude was too damn crafty, too damn good, too damn experienced. Uh, Chase Sherman was supposed to come in here with the with the calf kick game plan, and he did. He landed some good ones. But who was the guy who won the calf kicking game? Andre Arlovsky, no doubt. Chase Sherman late in that fight, inability to plant, inability to move forward, you know, really couldn't throw any power, had to be very upright, off the back foot. Um, yeah, so Al – I did not have Andre Arlovsky on my like official bet list that I send out to my Patreon members every week. I was going to put him on there. I said, you know what? Let's just play it safe. I got a lot of spots that I like. Sure enough, the judges, they gave it to me tonight. I got pissed off, and guess what? I said, you know what? Andre Arlovsky's going to win this fight. God damn it. I bet him right before it went off, and he cashes for me. Andre Arlovsky gets it done. 42 years old, still taking out these young guns. I told people he was going to do it. He goes out here and does it. Al, did you have anything on this one? Yeah, I had uh, Sherman, but I, I this is just one of those. I, I probably saw it quite similar to you. Just um, I kind of I, I got Sherman when he was still on the plus side. But the way that I handicapped this was the real value for me was on the over. Like the over any Andre Orlovsky fight where besides against Tom Aspinall, but um, any Andre Orlovsky fight where an over one and a half is at like minus one fifty or better, bet it. Yeah, he's this guy. Yeah, he doesn't get. He does like you know, up, like again, apart from that Tom Aspinall knockout or chokeout, um, he he doesn't. You know, he he goes the distance so much, especially in you know because he's a and because he's a heavyweight. The market just doesn't get it, right? When they see two heavyweights, especially lower-ranked heavyweights, they just think, oh, it's going to be a barn burner. And so there's so much value on the overs. And this is just one of those fights where, you know, a, a small, like, 1% play on Sherman just with that plus money, and then I went over one and a half and fight goes the distance. And this was 
this was like right as we were starting to get ready right for the for the the clown show so i kind of you know i had the the tv i turned the tv down i kind of stopped paying attention and it didn't matter because at that point you know you cash that over you cash that plus money fight goes the distance so um yeah it was uh it is what it is uh, sherman definitely did not win that fight and arlovsky yeah. it's awesome to see her uh we talked about this last time after aspinall got knocked out because we were just like he's they're not gonna get rid of him he has entertaining fights he's an entertaining guy yeah. you know he he'll take a knockout if he has to uh, I don't think his paycheck is as big as it used to be. And we're talking about a guy, you know, you know, it's still a goodie. Woo. Yeah, that's true. But we're, I mean, we're, he, he's the, a former UFC heavyweight champion, which probably very little people actually even know that for one, know, brief moment, he held the belt, but yeah, I, I love this dude. I love, I just like, I just, he's, he's very easy to read as a fighter. And if you match him up, uh, you know with the proper test because that's basically what they're doing and for sure. especially a card like this where they kind of were just like he he came in on short notice right it was supposed to be Parker yeah Porter. which you know was one of the things that made me you know debate and back off initially you know because i really did you know i i literally had this one like in my notes like i'm sending this on to the patreon members but then i'm like 42 year old man on short notice young deadly dude heavyweight oh um but, you know, it's like you said, Al, it's all about the matchup, man. And I'm thinking about this matchup, and I'm like, I mean, Chase Sherman's a guy who, you know, got outboxed, bare-knuckle boxing by Joey Beltron. Like, Knock, didn't he get knocked out? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he got touched up by, by the boxing of Joey Beltron. I'm like, okay, calf kicks aside, uh, Arlovsky should tune this guy up. And Arlovsky clearly got so much the better of the of the punching exchanges, like, He's just so much better at distance. He's so good at avoiding your shots and then hitting you. And every time where they would kind of like come in and meet, you know, uh, continuously chases, swinging and missing. And Arlovsky's landing like a good one, twos, two, threes, like over and over. And that's just really the whole fight. And Arlovsky put a good beating on him. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, Chase Sherman, th you know, this is not a, this is not even a, a step back. You know what I mean? Like that was a good fight to take. He's uh, he 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 should get a still a high level uh, opponent in his next fight. I think you know. And Andre Arlovsky, I mean, I don't I don't even know, man. I give him whatever he wants. Like what? <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's gonna go on a title run. Like it's not like I. First off, I guess let's just think about how many fights is on his contract. It can't be a whole lot, but he he wants to fight a few more years. He says not a few more fights, a few more years. Dude's talking like. 10 more fights if you can beat up chase sherman that good dude i say give him whatever he wants so this was his, on this one al before we move on to the main event this was his 51st fight he now has a record of 31 and 20. yeah turned pro <laughs> in 1998 i think six yeah 98 like there's people watching this right now who were not alive when this guy turned pro so uh unreal stuff all right, so that was your co-main, and you know what? Al, I was talking about the parlay of the week. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan blows it for me. But do you want to know who was anchoring that parlay? My man, the Ro Robert, the Reaper, Whitaker, right? So guess what? I said, you know what? I might have lost that parlay of the week, but that's not good enough for me because Robert Whitaker is going to win this fight. But I don't want to bet my man minus 300. So you know what your boy Bleed did? Robert Whitaker by decision. And he goes out there and does it. I just felt like, you know, that was going to be his most likely uh, outcome here. The dude's just not really a finisher. Durable as hell, as is Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, Robert Whitaker comes in here 50-45. I mean, he's just the better striker, the better wrestler, the stronger man, the faster man, the better counters, the better boxing, the better kickboxing. Robert Whitaker is just better than Kelvin Gastelum, and I'm having trouble finding any area of the game where Kelvin Gastelum has an advantage over Robert Whitaker. Al, what did you have on this fight? I'm very happy. Robert Whitaker by decision, I think it was plus 125. Super solid prop. Usually not my style. Had to go for it. Too pissed off. Al, what did you have on this one, dude? Well, yeah, I said it uh, yesterday. I thought I thought this was for sure going to go the distance. I thought it was – I said – 
and quote, it's destined to go the distance. And I thought it was going to be a little bit more, uh, it was pretty one-way traffic. I thought it was going to be more of a, I said it might be fight of the year. It definitely isn't fight of the year. But it was a good fight. It was pretty entertaining. Good, entertaining, man. You know, like it was I, it was a nice palate cleanser, right? After yeah, that sure I show. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I I this is this is a crazy thing too, is Whitaker has had 17 fights in the UFC. He's won nine of them by decision. So yeah. I think the, like we were talking about with Al Hassan, if you've bet on him, if you bet a hundred dollars on Whitaker. To win by decision in every one of his fights, a hundred dollars, you're up like two thousand dollars now, or like nineteen something. I don't have the exact thing in front of me, but he was like sixteen eighty coming in, and now he cashed. Uh, I had him at plus one sixty five. So wow, so you know, this is he he goes to decision, and um, we I talked about it yesterday too. Is uh, He's never he, he he doesn't get finished. The finish was that devastating finish against uh, uh, against Izzy, and yep. he just admittedly wasn't himself that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is great. I love I love betting on. I love when Robert Whitaker is fighting because he's similar to Al Hassan. I have a not in a fade spot, but just I have like a good read on him. I can tell, uh, you know, he just seems to. Uh, it's not like a cookie cutter. He just, he's so measured. He's, he knows he's so um, efficient. He doesn't use too much energy. I think he's learned by getting, you know, the, the brakes beaten off him for 10 rounds with Yoel Romero. Uh, you know, even though he won both those fights, you know, he just, he just learned the hard way of just not wasting your energy and getting, uh, uh, getting put in a bad spot where you can't fight back in those late rounds, and pretty much since since he's come back from the the knockout against uh, Adesanya, he's looked amazing. And they were talking tonight; they were saying that this is possibly his best performance. I don't think it, like it, this wasn't even that spectacular. He looked; it was like almost rudimentary for him. Uh, he was, you know, he was smiling. He had a smile on his face at one point. He was landing big shots and you know he had a smile on his face so uh him and izzy is the is the fight to make now right like especially they do that in new zealand or in australia that's uh that's big money that's uh yeah yeah especially now if it's the rematch that's a big fight man who you got I don't know. I pr- I got fight goes the distance. That's what I got. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about the side though. It would okay. probably be one of them by decision. That's a close. Uh, but that I think that would. Now that Whitaker has learned and he isn't just going to rush in on Izzy, he would play his game and do the faint game and pretty much what he's learned and what he's done in the past like three fights is you know play his timing game and play that cat and mouse type uh um game with izzy and i think it would just be you know similar to that fight with till where he's just constantly trying to counter two counter punchers right as opposed to him just coming like coming in joseph like Benav- <laughs> coming in joseph benavides technique again we got <laughs> there it is right there impenetrable defense <laughs> So, All right. uh, yeah. All right. So that's pretty much a wrap. Robert Whitaker, the big finish. Uh, yeah. So that's what he's got, right? I mean, it's Adesanya or bust, right? I mean, uh, I will say this, though. Man, who's more deserving? Marvin Vittori or Robert Whitaker? I think Izzy might want to sit back and go, hey, could you guys do me a favor? Tough these guys. I, I, I can't decide who deserves it more. I think they should fight each other. You know what I mean? If I was Adesanya, that's the move I'd be playing right there, dude. Because uh, that's a couple beasts on the loose that are hungry. Also, would that not be a phenomenal fight? Vittori versus Whitaker? That is a killer matchup. Um, and I got to be honest, man. I think both stand a phenomenal chance to beat Adesanya if they were to fight him. They've both fought him before. And they've yeah. both lost, right? But the vert, I mean, it's out there. The blueprint's out there. I was telling people in the first Robert Whitaker Adesanya matchup, 
Robert Whitaker, this guy has takedowns. This guy has trained. This guy was asked to be on the Australian Olympic wrestling team, okay? This dude has legit wrestling. We just don't see it because he likes to stand and bang. Um, <laughs> Blaho Blahovic showed everybody, yo, it's going to be a close fight standing with this dude. Put him on his back. He can't get up. If Whitaker goes in there with that game plan, if Vittori goes in there with that game plan, they beat Adesanya, okay? Yeah. And that's how it is. That's how it's always been. Why neither of them chose that game plan in the first matchup, I don't know. But we've seen both men essentially go to more wrestle-heavy styles as their careers have progressed. I think they've both got better. I think that's part of the process here. I can't wait, man. Middleweight is on fire right now. Robert Whitaker absolutely looks to be next in line. If not, it's Marvin Vittori, um, Adesanya coming back down. It's going to be great. So. Al, we can uh, take a look ahead. What do we have on the horizon? What are you thinking about? What are you looking at next? Uh, I, I say we just do a quick, uh, you know, as, as quick as it needs to be of just, you know, uh, do the loop around of the three fights that we talked about last week. Um, one thing that I will say, I, you know, with everything that's been going on with Rosam and Eunice and, uh, her fight with why, uh, why I, I honestly, I've I've watched that uh, Nami Yunus Jessica Andrade two fight. Mm -hmm. Probably watched that fight like seventeen times. Uh, I think I think Rose is live in this fight, and I I I think that she's got some. Uh, I think she's got some serious value. Like her movement has gotten where, so much better. Oh yeah, where where do the odds sit right now? Uh. I don't know. I'll look right now. But the last time I checked, she was like plus one seventy. That might have changed Ooh. since since the last time I checked. Sheesh. But I, you know, um, Rose does this. Um, Rose does this really interesting plus one sixty five right now with uh, Zhang as a minus one eighty favorite. Um, but yeah, Rose does this really interesting thing, and it's you know it's um, Trevor Whitman, right? high-level striking coach and just like borderline genius where <laughs> it's it's like almost musical what rose does is she does this thing where she'll go like in out in out and then in one two out in out and she plays this game the entire the entire uh the entire fight where she it's you know she's fainting in yeah. and then stepping in one two and then she starts changing it up and then moving it backwards she's she's on a whole other level like her her striking has gotten it's like if you go back and look at her in that in the the rose joanna two, which was a pretty much a a master class as far as her level like as far as like the like the plateau if she reached that was like a whole other level oh yeah for phenomenal she's way better than that if you go back and look at that watch that jessica and draws uh rose nami us two fight from ufc 251 that was i said that i thought that rose might have lost that fight just because she took quite a bit more damage and you know i've watched like i said i watched that fight 17 times no i I'm, i was completely wrong like you know, I when I first watched that fight, I had a bet on Jessica, so I was kind of, um, you know, I was kind of uh, biased. But in the tape study of watching, going back and watching that, and then also looking on MMA decisions, every single, I think it was a split decision, but every single judge had it for Rose. Um, every single media member had it for Rose. Um, but yeah, man, her that lateral movement and her her footwork. Her ability to step in and get out and to play that cat and mouse game that uh you know as good as wiley zhang and as, as good of a uh, as hard of a hitter she is she's more of like that she does that like kind of dancey setup where she's okay. not really light on her feet she's more like hippie like kind of like um um leota machida almost like kind of just like she's she's very lateral 
um, like horizontal, whereas Rose is in and out, you know, just classic like Mai Tai. And uh, this is the thing is just, it's it's Whitman versus China, basically. Like yeah. that's, that's what it comes down to. Like, and uh, I know, you know, Mike Brown was uh, Joanna's coach in for the fight against Zhang. And he's, you know, he's on uh, another level. Um, but I saw, I noticed that she was trying to get the calf kick going and Zhang was able to check it and she was able to, um, it was just a non-factor and Joanna just kind of got away from it. But uh, yeah, anyways, I think, I think Rose is live, man. I think Rose, Rose has a chance to either win this inside the distance but if you're betting this fight, I would say don't even bother. Just take the nice, juicy plus 165. Otherwise, uh, the, uh, the the best value, I think, if uh, like not, not looking at a side here is probably on the fight going the distance, which, you know, obviously that's not, you know, that's not a crazy theory. But I think, I think Rose is either going to win this inside the distance or Zhang's going to win by decision. But, Again, that doesn't matter for me because I'm just going to bet Rose on the money line. And I think she's kind of a dimwit idiot. So it, oh. doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter for me. It doesn't matter because in the end, she's going to put money in my pocket. It, it would be the same thing if I thought Jorge had a chance to beat Usman because he's a moron too. But it doesn't matter because we can uh, – what's your opinion on this before we move on? Man, I don't know, dude. It's a close fight. I think you're absolutely right, though, dude. Like, Rose Namajunas is very good. She's very technically good. You know, you look at the success that Joanna had against Wiley. Rose is kind of a better version of that. Exactly. And a little less hittable. So, like, if Joanna was a little bit better and a little less hittable, she probably wins that fight. As a matter of fact, she might have just won it anyway, although she was wearing some tremendous damage and was turned into DreamWorks Megamind over the course of the fight. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, which does score a lot with the judges, right? I mean, she was looking bad, you know what I mean? But, um, dude, Wiley Zhang, you know, absolute tank, a monster. I'm a huge fan. She's been an absolute money train for me. But dude, I'm I'm kind of feeling like Rosanama Yunus has a good shot to win here. Um, yeah, dude, she's got the style that absolutely could cause a lot of problems for Zhang. So uh, it could be uh, it could be an interesting one. So.